2: The best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Follow me on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Earlier on the Hawk and Crowder Show, talked about my trivia nights. And I said you can always find out more by going to my Twitter page. I'll tell you tonight and every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock over at Duffy's in Plantation on University, I do trivia night. Then every Thursday night at around 7.30 at Historic Dockers on Highway 1, I do trivia. So... There you go. But, of course, once again, you can always ask me, at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Going to get to Hawk and Crowder in just a little bit. Also, the Joe Rose Show. Going to be talking with Scott Paoli. Football, football, more football. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Dan Labatar. They've got a special 30 for 30 for you. And the Hawk and Crowder Show celebrating LL Cool J's birthday like it's nobody's business. Let's get to some headlines like it's nobody's business. LSU is college football's national champions, ending Clemson's 29-game win streak with a 42-25 victory last night in New Orleans. Dolphins assistant quarterback coach Jerry Szaplinski is the second coach in two days to lead the team to work with the Giants. The Heat. Look to end a two-game losing streak tomorrow night at home against the Spurs. The Panthers play the LA Kings Thursday at the BB&T. Puck drops at 7. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The Canes basketball team are back at it against NC State tomorrow in North Carolina. Pre-game starts at 6.30 here on 560 The Joe. The NFC Championship game will see Green Bay taking on San Francisco. While on the AFC side of things, it's Tennessee versus Kansas City. InterMiami CF has announced their entire coaching staff. Their first home game is March 14th versus David Beckham's former team, the LA Galaxy. And now, we take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A South African man is attempting to break a world record by living 67 days in a row in a barrel mounted on top of a pole. I think I speak for everyone when I ask, there's a world record for that? Rapper Frizzy recently freestyled for 31 straight hours. Out of those 31 hours, some of those bars had to be garbage. A Down Under themed sex toy has gone viral and is being sold to raise funds for victims of the Australian wildfires. Need details? Go ahead and DM me on Twitter. Keep that one kind of on the low if you know what I mean. Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast is cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for more details. Mornings are always great, especially when Joe Rose and his guys are talking football with Scott Paoli. What did they talk about? Well, you know what they talked about this morning. The game. The man college football Joe Burrow you never know with Burrow though not a sure thing they'll dive into that also too early for Tua surprised not surprised with Blair and Flores and although Scott knows Bilicek he really doesn't know what he is going to
3: do next
0: former NFL general manager, Scott Pioli. Good morning, Scott. Welcome to the show.
3: Joe, Zach, thanks for having me on. Great to be on with you guys. Appreciate
0: well, it. We we
4: appreciate it very much. By the way, before we get going, Scott, I got to ask you about last night. A lot of quarterback misses in the first round by NFL teams been going on forever, right? I mean, we, we've we seen yeah. it. I did a Mel Kiper Jr. Jr. Like Joe Burrow. He just, he, he, he's going to be you a, have the hair? that's going to be a hit, right? That's not going to be a miss. <laughs> that guy sure. Look, I hate to say sure shot. Cause you never know, but what would you say from yeah. just watching him throw it?
3: Uh, you never know is exactly right. Because uh, stranger things have happened with some really good college players but he certainly looks like the real deal because it's not only his throws. I mean, it's the way he competes, the way he, you know, he has this inner thing that you look for in a lot of quarterback, his ability to lead authentically and genuinely. You can read and see and feel the players react to it. His energy is real. Again, I've watched him since the beginning season and saw him particularly, I think it was the third game of the year against Texas. And I remember telling my wife and saying, okay, this guy's pretty special. And he sustained it the entire season. But he has the tools. He has the background. He's He's got everything. And we've said this before about players, and it hasn't worked, but I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I, I think he's going to be the real deal.
0: Scott, as being a guy that uh, has been in the room or at least been in the conversation room about who you're going to draft, who you're going to take, uh, let's say you needed a quarterback, you had the fifth pick in this year's draft, and maybe there's maybe – <laughs> the, let's, right let's just <laughs> say that, Scott. No, if you were Just you know. hypothetically, you know, let's just throw like the Dolphins team out there. Let's say they had the fifth pick overall, you were in the room – with a certain head coach Brian Flores making a decision and the doctor says yeah this guy Tua from Alabama I think he's going to be okay and think is the big word in that conversation cuz no one really knows do you take a shot on on Tua with the fifth pick overall if you're the Miami Dolphins?
3: Here's what I'd say it's what, let's say say January 12, 13 somewhere around there. <laughs> right, fourteen, fourteen. Yeah, East West, 14th, yes. East West uh, practice. So I've lost track of the days. Here's what I It's way too early, yeah. it, it, and even there, it's way too early to make a prediction or to say that this is who we're going to pick. This is why we, the draft is in April. In the case of Tua, here's what I think on the side of whatever team that picks him: We there's still four months to determine, to spend time with doctors, to see what his progress is in his rehab. You know, years ago, this injury would look like a look like a career ender, right? But we don't know that. The, the, when we watch players come. Back, Back now from injuries, different injuries, whether it's, I mean, significant knee surgeries, how quickly they come back. Science is so different, and medicine is so different from, from what it was back when this happened to Bo Jackson. Joe, you playing, you know, every injury is different. Even right. the same injury is different, and every body is different, how they recover, what rehab is like, what setbacks are, are or aren't. So to say that two is the guy that they should take, I think it's way too early. I, I, I really do. But, it's, you know, B-Flow, Brian Flores, sure know and, and Chris Greer they've been doing this long enough and they both learned you know Chris learned from his dad who was a tremendous pre- you know personnel man in the league and B flow learned from some pretty good people they will be patient and figure out what's the best thing when it comes time April
4: all right I don't want to ask you about that guy Brian Flores I don't know how the hell he yeah. did it but he won five games with that group it was built the culture we've we seen a different kind of coach for sure you know Brian Flores pretty well you surprised what he was able to do in year one
3: I, I'd say yes and no surprised that, th- that they got the number of wins that they did because it's so hard to win one game in this league let alone five. The roster was challenging this year. He was, because it wasn't just the roster. As he had this roster, he was trying to implement a culture. A culture that is all about winning and everything he does is about winning. And, you know, I've known Brian since he graduated college, uh, Boston College in 2004. Knowing him like I do, I'm, I'm not surprised. But again, I- I- if I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, I would be be extremely encouraged because there's a lot of people and a lot of voices and a lot of narratives out there telling him to tell his team that it was over. Don't fight. What he did this year and how he did it, he established a culture and a mentality with his football team that is going to have longevity. The easy thing to do this year was say, okay, we're going to start focusing on the future. Let's start thinking about next year. Let's just get this in place. Let's get this in place. Let's worry about all these things that don't matter about winning because I've seen programs do that. Everything this guy did was about winning. And again, his passion. And his truth is remarkable. And, and I'll tell you this. Again, the easy thing to do would have been to listen to some of the whispers and say, gosh, let's worry about next year. But one of the building blocks he knows about, because he comes from the, the, the same program and the same family that I'm a part of, is in order to establish any kind of real credibility for longevity for your football program is you must win and win
4: now. Can we can we talk about that family for a sec? You led me right in perfectly. Bill Belichick Uh-oh. and Tom Brady. Yeah can uh can they get it worked out for one more year at least? I think they can. What do yeah. you think, Scott?
3: You know, I don't know. And 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 I and again, I hope they can. And that's not um you have to remember Bill and I worked together for 17 years. I was there when we there was a small group of us that decided we we're going to draft Tommy and he is a dear friend and Bill's a dear friend for the good of the game. I would love to see them continue together, right? Because I'm a bit of a sap when it comes to football and football history. I would love to see them to con- continue together for as long as they desire but I also know they've been playing with house money you know to be together this long whatever they decide is the best for them that's what I truly hope they do as, as a selfish football when, when you're not working in the league which this past year I didn't you become a bit of a fan you go back to what drew you to the game for the good of the game I would love to see them stay together
4: I always wonder because he's so good some would call him the greatest quarterback of all time now one of the greatest players to ever play he's so big up up there to, and been such a big part of their success. Then it get harder for owner and Bill Belichick and Mr. Kraft to say probably should let him go. But how do we let this popular dude go and what he's meant to this organization? Let's try to yeah. milk out another year in him. Is it more of that? That's got to be a tough one. Well,
3: I, I also know this. You know, it, it is tough. It's emotionally tough. And again, being together with Bill, we made some really hard decisions in those first nine years together. There were players that came in, gave a lot to the game, gave a lot to us, and it was time to move on this one seems a little bit different and i've watched bill handle it a little bit different i've watched the crafts handle it a little, little differently again for all of the things that people view on the outside of bill belichick i was close enough to know that he is an empathetic man he also knows that he has an obligation and a job and he tries to balance those things the best is, best that he can you know i was with him in in uh, cleveland when we cut bernie kosar I saw how that affected him. Again, he had to do what he had to do was best for the team. He was right in the decision he made. Deep down inside, in quiet corners, did it bother him that he was having to end the yeah. at that point in time potentially end the career of a lifetime football guy? That's what people don't understand about Bill. Bill's respect for football and football people, whether they're players or coaches on other teams perfect example was when Bill Cowher competed against Belichick as hard as anybody, and they couldn't stand each other on Sunday, they competed against one another. One of the first people that Bill Cowher mentioned the other day on CBS, when he was talking and voted into the, or told he was in the Hall of Fame, he mentioned Bill Belichick. And those are the things that people don't see about him that are behind the scenes, is that he loves and cares about football people. Now, he has to make some hard decisions, and that's a really delicate balance. This is a brutal game. This is a brutal business, and decisions have to be made. That doesn't mean when you make Make a decision that is tough in someone else's life that you don't care about.
4: Scott, does it bother uh, Bill Belichick that he's lost so many coaches? I mean, because one guy leaves, one coordinator takes a job, takes three of his other guys with him. I mean, this guy... He's got coaches everywhere. We got him down with the Giants now. We got him down here. We got him in, uh, let me see, Houston. They're everywhere, man.
3: Yeah, and I think at the moment it happens, it's certainly frustrating because, you know, I was with Bill when when we started losing coaches back in, you know, the early 2000s and mid-2000s, and it's frustrating to him in one sense because he has to build it or rebuild it or sustain it, but I think that there's any coach who loses someone that has worked with them for such a long time has a degree of pride in watching their people grow and move on it's like you know it's like a proud parent and in a weird way that's what it's like so i think he actually also takes some pride does it make his job tougher Uh, yes it does and i don't think he really cares you know you look at how he's still related to all those people he's got former players he's got mike rabel now you know who played for him for for eight seasons does it frustrate him but he, yeah maybe it does he would uh, he would have to answer for that but I've seen him react and I think that there's a great deal of pride that any good football person would you know would have I mean I know he's proud of Brian you know Brian started with me in, in scouting in 2004 and then he got tired of me I think and had to transition over into coaching one with Bill <laughs> and I know that I know that Bill's proud of him and and he should be you know I know we talked a little bit about Brian before but I can't say this enough how fortunate Miami Dolphin fans are to have not only a coach like like Brian Flores but a man like Brian Flores and his family down in that city.
0: Scott, tougher tougher life moment for you, sitting down Bill and Bill for that documentary or looking back <laughs> at that Cleveland 95 documentary and seeing what blew up and what could have been. I watch both of those. I tell Joe all the time I love the football lives and the 30 for 30s and all that, but watching the Cleveland 95 one every every time I have a chance, it's so tough to see what you guys had there and what could have been, but actually being the in-between between Bill and Bill to get them to sit down, that had to be pretty tough also.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know which 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 documentary to talk about for- First, but uh, the bill and bill one was unique because it, it was unique because obviously one. Man is my mentor and a guy that I worked with for 17 years and is a still a dear personal friend, you know, and the other guy happens to be my father-in-law. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Oh, and by the way, there was a point in time they, you know, I don't want to say they hated each other, but they sure disliked one another <laughs> right. to be, um, to be uh, tough on one another. And, and, and again, once you have one guy, you're working with one guy, one guy, he's one of your dearest friends and mentors. And, again, the other guy's your father-in-law. That's a tough, tough line to, to walk along. But I'm just truly thankful, again, I'm a bit of a sap. And when that was resolved, it actually happened in the kitchen of our vacation home (laughs) on Nantucket when Parcells was up visiting. It was cool to be a part of watching people, human beings that I knew deep down inside, loved one another, reconcile. There were people that it never made sense to me that there were these two men who really genuinely cared about one another, respected one another. Here's the only way I can say it. Competition and this game... And because we're all—it's well, mostly all dudes—we don't act normally, yeah. and we behave and do things in the spirit or justification of competition that is really wrong. Yeah. And we lose our way sometimes, and we hurt people unintentionally because we know we've got to beat them to survive. I think that's maybe part of what happened uh, uh, along the way there, and and we unintentionally hurt people's feelings. But it was beautiful to see them get together and resolve whatever differences, and their they're friends now. And you can't. I mean, think about it they won Super Bowls together they were good buddies they coached together they spent more time with one another than they did their spouses and their families and then they weren't speaking it it, it broke my heart
4: well listen man you got pretty serious on us about that and and yeah no no that's fine you went documentary on that that was good and by the way they both had Lawrence Taylor so it couldn't have been that bad when they were together and the second thing is if ever in doubt uh, with that who you work with and or or a family member, always go Weiss family. You know the rule, Scott. Over Belichick, you always go with the wife and the family because you got to live with it every day, my man. You know how this thing works. Come on.
3: At the end of the day, Bill Bill Parcells gave me his blessing to go up to New England yeah. with Belichick, even though he was furious with him, and and wow. that also told me something. Right. Because I was under contract with the Jets, and he could have kept me there if he wanted. Right. Wow. But he knew that it was a better opportunity. Who he knew how close Belichick and I were. Scott, so in this, 2000 when that all went down. This has been uh, great.
4: No, I was just going to say you oh. keep this up, Scott. We're going to have to have you on like once a week, right, man. That right, was some good right. stuff right that's there. Tough. That was uh, thank hey, you. We haven't even so gotten to
3: so Brian Flores stories yet. Now,
4: oh no, that's so you'll coming have to up have next. Me back on. We, we would love to, and by the way, we do. Uh, I got to tell you, I've been around him uh, this first year, and man, I've watched him. He, is, uh, he acts like he'd been around doing this for a while. He's really good, and it couldn't have been easy, Scott. He just let his two no. coordinators go, who he's known for a long time that are both New England guys. Those decisions yep. can't be easy to make.
3: They're not, but that's, that's a moment that Miami Dolphins fans, and I hope the media realize, and to me the significance in that is he loves those two guys but he has made decisions that are he believes are in the best interest of the Miami Dolphins and the team winning and that's no small thing and and, and I think having had I've been in those chairs before right um of having to make some really tough decisions and you make tough decisions the fans and I hope the media understand how important this is to him for the Miami Dolphins family
4: God thank you very very much for coming on we got to get back on the sideline and get caught up again thank you buddy appreciate you take care man I love when
2: Joe Rose gets some behind-closed-doors football stories. He seems to do it every morning from 6 to 10 weekdays right here on 560 The Joe. So be sure to check that out. You can also download the podcast for that show, this show, or any of the shows on this radio station. WQAM.com, wherever you get your podcast for free, Are the Radio.com app. Oh, yeah. Go Tigers. Dan Levitard, you know he and his guys, they love the Swamp Monster. They'll be talking about him. Next, on the Best of the Joe Show. I've got to make. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. And just a little bit going to get to the Hawk and Crowder show saying happy birthday to LL Cool J. We'll, of course, get to that in just a little while, as I said. But another birthday today, my man, Foo Fighters lead singer Dave Grohl, 51 years old. Here's Grohl growling nicest guy in music, genuine, sincere, fun, cool, Dave Grohl, drummer for Nirvana, legend in the game, Foo Fighters, always a great live show, he's all over the place, even if he has a broken leg, he'll be rolling all over the place, so happy birthday to Dave Grohl, stay young at 51, stay young listening to the Dan Levitard Show from 10 to 1, weekdays right here on 560 the Joe, they're just fun, they're just good. And, oh, they've always got a little something for you. What were they talking about earlier today? Well, a tainted title? My man, the swamp monster. Or the grass eater. And then a little Colin Cowherd, 30 for 30. Mike Ryan asked why we're not talking
5: more Orgeron. The reason is twofold. One, Billy is happy. He's made happy by a cheating scandal. We want to keep Billy happy. <laughs> cheating scandal. I
6: read a 10 page report yesterday on this cheating scandal. I couldn't get enough of it. Oh my. They were afraid Farquhar figured them out. <laughs> Farquhar? Is that the bad guy from Shrek? You read the whole report? Yeah. I wanted to know what was <laughs> going on. It was a on. nice
7: little article. condensed said, here's what you need to know. I read that one. Yes.
5: I'm surprised you read that much. Uh, and ch- because the cheating scandal is the life blood of sports radio here is tim kirkchin telling you that the title is tainted
7: jim crane was very assertive today he was very direct he was very blunt it was impressive but he's way off base here there is no way that that is not a tainted world championship on some level now there's not going to be an asterisk next to it they're not going to take their rings away but when you know during a world series game if a off-speed pitches coming as opposed to a fastball is coming. I've asked hundreds of hitters about this over the years. That's a big difference and a big advantage. So even though there won't be any sort of asterisk on this, everyone will know something fishy was going on in the 2017 World Series. <laughs> will everyone know? Will no, my grandkids know? No. No, no. Here's
5: what's funny about this. Here's what's the funniest <laughs> thing about all of this. For as much over-punishing as Manfred did on this. And for as much as there's shame around it and that the Astros are tainted, baseball, the way they really could have shown us something, like really shown us something, because Kirchin's not right about this, is with a bleeping asterisk. Just one of them. Just put an asterisk next to the Astros name, and it is the greatest of all the punishments that you can give in baseball. The placement of the asterisk. Like, oh, it didn't even have to be tainted title or stripping the title. It could have just been Manfred having a press conference. We're going to put an asterisk next to the Astros. That would hurt more. The Houston asterisk. You don't pronounce that word very well. Guillermo, put it on the poll, please. Does Trevor Lawrence have extra surface area on his face? He (laughs) uh, is getting blamed for what happened yesterday, and I think... If you weren't paying attention to LSU Clemson, what are you laughing about?
7: I mean, it's the first game he's lost as a college quarterback. What a national championship. And his great
5: crime is that he didn't look quite as good as Joe Burrow. He overthrew a ton of balls. That is not the quarterback that I've been watching play for two years, but LSU will do that to you. And I think today uh we can all agree that that's the most professional collegiate offense we've ever seen. They, with a swamp monster as their coach, swamped just about everybody with offense because they had so many skill players. Now, do you know how cartoonish you have to be to make grass-eating Les Miles your second most cartoonish champion in the history of the school? Because Ed Orgeron, uh, I want to play this sound from Les Miles. This is, we delighted when Les Miles won the championship because, you know, we question the whole idea that um, coaches, many of them, can be just so much more genius than the next guy. Les Miles was a pretty great example of a guy who was charming and won a championship because LSU gets a lot of good players but would say things like this when talking about real-world issues
2: since you got to louisiana first you had katrina to deal with now you got the oil spill working its way to you i'm just wondering how that's going about what that's impacting y'all and what kind of situation y'all are facing
1: well it's uh, the, the impact is more of a uh, you know anything anything along the the uh, the, you know, the, the shore and those issues are, they're very they're very serious issues in there uh, the impact is on the the uh, you know what is the natural resource of our country uh, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know that it's, I don't know exactly, uh, to what extent, you know, it's, it's being, uh, handled well and, and managed and or mismanaged. I have no, no idea. The only thing I know, it's very sincere and it's, it's, uh, it, it affects more than Louisiana. It affects the ocean. It's a lot of words, an, an amazing number of words. Billy, you should
5: appreciate how hard it was for him to get started on that. Just play the beginning of the sound, Mike. I'd like to count how long it took Les Miles to get an independent thought out that
0: makes any sense. You want the beginning and not when he calls the oil spill very sincere? Yeah, it's funny, though, Mike. He had to rev
7: himself up. I mean. he did, well, Since you let's... got
2: to Louisiana, first you had Katrina to deal with. Now you got the oil spill working its way to you. I'm just wondering how that's going about, what that's impacting you all, and what kind of situation you all are facing.
1: Well, it's... Uh... The impact is more of a, uh, you know, anything, anything along the the uh the, the the shore and those issues are they're very they're very serious issues Full in there. 11
5: seconds as he gathered himself trying to start the lawnmower on let me see if i could say something about this that makes any sense to anybody do you know how hard it is to make ed orgeron sound like someone you understand better as a champion than
2: I me mean, but who is that
6: on why do you want to know what les miles thinks of an oil spill like what are you asking him those questions for
5: he's an educator He's yeah, a he's leader. Like paid
6: state employees
7: (laughs) what if i told you for one shining moment there was something at fox sports somehow worse than skip bayless and jason whitlock and clay travis (laughs) that the worst thing about colin cowherd somehow wasn't his opinions That after consulting Vegas bookmakers and researchers and a film study expert, and with a season's worth of sample size, he picked 10 straight football games and got all 10 wrong. That if you bet $100 on the exact opposite of his expertise in a parlay, you would have won (laughs) $72,000. That if you are a radio host desperately trying to connect with middle America through sports with tortured analogies, you might say that going 0 for 10 while being an expert is like being a farmer with no land or tractor or crops or animals or farm, but a surplus of fertilizer. That he might come into work in disguise today. Like the time he accidentally dyed his hair, the color and consistency of Tang. (laughs) And if you somehow think this is the most embarrassing thing on Colin's resume, speak for yourself. (laughs) That news of his betting slump would have raised his eyebrows if they weren't already permanently (laughs) stuck that way. That five years from now... He'll tell you five years ago, he was 10 and two in the postseason. <laughs> that if things don't turn around for him in short order, Marcellus Wiley might have to replace him yet again. Aww. That the reason it's called the blazing five is because it literally sets your money on fire. <laughs> that his middle name is Murray. And we don't have a joke here beyond just wanting to let you know that. That he was actually voted Best Pundit in 2012 for his sports predictions by Pundit Tracker. And, wait, what the hell is Pundit Tracker? We had to look it up and found it went out of business soon after this award. That cowherd was so replaceable at ESPN that ESPN could have given his time slot to any two clans and (laughs) did that being in his herd meant going bankrupt (laughs) that not to worry because next season he'll come back as confident (laughs) as ever ESPN Films presents Undeterred the story of Colin Coward's 0-10 playoff streak Which should have broken him, but is really just a fart in the wind when you consider he
2: lost eight straight weeks to Carrot Top
7: two years ago.
2: (laughs) That is an absolute delight, right there. Dan Lebetard, weekdays 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. Also delightful and having fun, The Hawk and Crowder Show. They come on from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. And up next, they're going to sell you why Mama said knock you out. Plus, Joe Burrow, sploosh, keep it locked. This is the best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. This is kind of a comeback, I'm calling it. We're coming back with some of that great sound. If you missed it or if you just want to hear it again, of course, you can also download the podcast for absolutely free. WQAM.com, radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. LL Cool J, happy birthday. Ladies love Cool James, 52 years old. The Hawk and Crowder Show all day long paid homage to my man LL Cool J on this birthday of his. Some other musical birthdays, as I mentioned earlier, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, formerly of Nirvana, Jeff Tate of Queensryche, and gotta show some love to my fellow New Orleanian, Alan Toussaint was born on this day in 1938, unfortunately died in 2015. Alan Toussaint, he's got some fire tunes too, so be sure to check him out. But right now, LL Cool J, this is a classic, this is a banger. Mm, that's some good stuff. Well, Hawk and Crowder, they continue to the happy birthday wishes to LL Cool J. Also, a little Joe Burrow sploosh. And Crowder, he is on a betting hot streak.
6: All LL Cool J today, it is his birthday. Ladies love Cool James. Ladies
8: love Cool James. If he went with James, he wouldn't make it.
6: And when you start looking at LL's songs, his discography, if you will, you won't believe how many bangers there are. You're right. You will not believe how many bangers there are. It got worse and worse though through the years. Uh yeah, I mean he became more of an actor, yeah, but yeah. his stuff at the beginning. This probably is my favorite LL song. I probably agree, yeah. This has such a ferocity to it. The video on this, if you remember, yeah. is amazing. So he's 52 years old today. Uh, Joe Burrow. Woo. Joe Burrow. Did you see an NFL star quarterback last night? Yes. I think I did too, right? Yes. That guy, first of all, he can beat you with his legs when you think you've got him trapped, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable what he was doing with his legs, and when he's in that zone. And I thought at the beginning of the second half, I, I thought, uh-oh, he really does have a rib injury. Something didn't look right, and then it all clicked again. And yeah. he, uh, he is something special. Cincinnati is going to be a very lucky team when they draft Joe Burrow.
8: You saw, and watching football last week, watching Deshaun Watson, watching Patrick Mahomes, watching some top-tier quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill, top-tier quarterbacks, Hawkman. Watching those guys, though, but seeing what he did, the deep ball, dropping it in the pocket, underneath, scrambling to throw the ball, yes. Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers? I don't think. I don't know. But is he ready to play in the NFL? Hell yeah. Should he be the number one pick?
6: Hell yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna let that go with the Ryan Tannehill uh <laughs> what you just lumped him in there with. I know that you were trying to that's get to your pick. Four point. quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. But out of the four quarterbacks that are left in the NFL playoffs, there's one glaring uh it's like uh remember that old Sesame Street? Which one of these does not belong? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, no? Woo! That's a good question. Stop. What? He is. Jimmy what? Garoppolo. Easy yes.
2: Easy yes. yes.
8: Okay, he was 11 for 19 in a win. That's impressive. Tannehill was 7 for 14. They're both at 50%. Tannehill had two touchdowns. He had one touchdown and interception. I don't know why people are praising this Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49er defense and run
6: game wins all their game form. Okay, I wasn't prepared for this, okay, so, so I don't know how to rebut it yet. But somewhere <laughs> around 240, I'll be We'll be, back. I'll be good. Someone text me the rebuttal to that because he seemed to have stats. He, he actually— <laughs> Actually, I show, I showed up, as I often do, with just a whole bunch of flash paper and squirt guns, and this dude rolled in with an army, and uh, I, I got caught a little off guard there. I, you know what a
8: better question is? I thought you were going to go, would I take Joe Burrow or Tannehill right now?
6: Ooh, that is a great question. I'm going with Joe. I think Joe Burrow can uh, – I'm going with Joe. Joe Burrow, to me, he looks like a man amongst boys. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, but I don't think he's nearly as good as Joe Burrow. No. Now, he might be in two years. I don't know. But oh, yeah. A lot younger. Got more time to develop. Trevor but. Lawrence has a little bit of that deer in the headlights, headlights look sometimes. And Joe Burrow, to me, just always looks composed and ready to roll thing with, with
8: Trevor last night, you see, and he didn't – they tricked him. The LSU defense tricked uh, Lawrence a lot. They, they, they sacked him a bunch of times. They were sending guys out of the secondary. Great job by LSU and uh, go Tigers. Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Ed, 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 Ed Boy, that was a hell of a coaching game by old Ed. Joe always knew where the pressure was coming from. He knew if he had to get rid of it fast. He knew when he had one-on-one on the outside. And that damn Jamar Chase. That, oh, my goodness. He is special. I think he might have jumped over some of the um, Alabama receivers last night in the draft. They are talented, and Joe Burrow is the – engine to that team. Joe was extremely impressive. He has 12 touchdowns in the college football playoffs.
6: I mean, that's crazy. Come on, that's man. That's crazy. Yes. When you think about what LSU did this season, it's crazy. Uh, so, here's what we ended up doing. So, I think I was leaning towards betting Clemson. I think that's where my lean was. Yeah. Uh, I think I said on the show yesterday, you know, because you were heavy LSU. Like, let's let's do this. Let's get this bet in now. Let's, let's bet LSU. And, uh, I think I was leaning Clemson. I think I thought people were sleeping a little bit on Clemson. Um, we always, as I said yesterday, want to default to the SEC, and so you you strong arm me, and we went LSU minus five, which I was a little bit nervous about, yeah. you know, in the first quarter. Or so, and then we had the over. This was such a great gambling story because we needed something to dig us out of a hole and Crowder did it. We had, now last week when we looked, it was 69 and a half. The over was 69 and a half. And you were saying, bet the over, bet the over. And I was going to bet it at 69 and a half. And when we went to bet everything last night, it was 66 and a half. And I said, wow, I mean, down three points, let's put this puppy in. So we did. And the total last night was 67 and we had 66 and a half. What a. A great victory by the hook. Usually the yeah. hook is going to kill you, and the hook was our friend last night, so we hit the over. We hit LSU. We're off the schneid. Everything feels good. We're out of the hole. Things are happening for us.
8: And that was a great football game.
6: It was a great football game. I enjoyed watching it. you don't love scoring.
8: I didn't, but early on, it was, it was tough. Like, they pinned them back. They were playing field position, so I saw the game I wanted to see for about a quarter, and then you had three quarters of the game you want to see, where every damn time they the ball they scored but you could see did you not when you watch that game even when it was 0-0 lsu was just faster than clemson Mm -hmm. it was just more athletic i say the only player i would pick off clemson over an lsu player would be that damn linebacker simmons isaiah simmons is a monster if you were coming
6: out of college and you were getting recruited by ed orgeron i feel like it's a slam dunk right that guy's got a personality he walks into your house he will eat 17 bowls of gumbo doesn't matter how much you serve them.
8: <laughs> Keep going.
6: He'll, you you want to take them and cook a vat of macaroni and cheese in the swimming pool. Like hey, we're gonna fill this swimming pool with macaroni and cheese. You gotta,
4: you gotta give me a, give me a rake.
6: I wanna eat it. I wanna eat it. I wanna eat it with a rake like it's fork. Yeah, give me the deep end. You take shallow end. Love that guy Ed Orgeron. I, You'd have gone to play for him, oh, right?
8: I was telling you last week that came out with
6: Ed Orgeron's stories on ESPN. Oh, but, that's right. You read that story.
8: And one of them was he was meeting with a recruit, and one of his assistant coaches brings in crawfish, and the meeting ends, and they go eat 15 pounds of crawfish. <laughs> like hey hey oh. Crawford, we got Crawford. Hey, come on, go Crawford. So great, but out coached, out played, out performed. There's no question, the best team in the in the nation's LSU. Clemson is decent. But they got exposed last yes. night.
6: Yes, and I think Joe Burrow was mostly the guy that exposed them because yes. you you never have them, even when they were in his face in a quarter of a second. He was getting rid of the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was he wasn't taking sacks. And that's not just the throws. Beautiful throws.
8: Those deep balls. He the way he drops those deep balls in. It's very. It's crazy to say. Looking like a, like Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Park. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't go that way. Because he did have a dime in oh, that uh, game Saturday night. But just like I said, he was never confused. He knew if it was a quick throw. He knew if he had time. He knew when he had to roll out. He knew his escape lanes. Like I'm not looking at the and his numbers were gaudy. Four hundred yards passing. Like his numbers were gaudy. Watching that game every single snap, you saw a very special player at quarterback for LSU. Joe Burrow going to be real good in the NFL.
2: I can listen to that segment over and over and over, and I might just listen to it over and over and over again because you and I both have that ability. Real simple, wherever you get your podcast, radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. might have to watch that national championship game over and over and over again. Of course, I am Dan Day. I am a proud alumnus of Louisiana State University, better known as LSU. So yesterday I decided, hey, look, I'm gonna to put together a little hype package, get everyone excited for the national championship game. Not gonna be heavy-handed LSU. I'm gonna play it right down the middle because two unique coaches, two unique teams that follow their coaches very closely. I know Crowder really, really, really likes Ed Ogeron, so I had to kind of showcase some of that. And then I used my man Alejandro Solana, the executive producer of Hawk and Crowder, to be my voice guy. Here's what turned out. <laughs>
4: And it's just great to be a Clemson Tiger, a Clemson Tiger. This is a national championship team.
8: Well, I told the team tonight we draw the line. We had enough. Here we
5: come. I mean, I, I mean, it just—it's just the same old spin. I mean, who's beat Alabama in the SEC? Who's beat them?
4: Another, another great young man from Ann, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm having a press conference, OK? Thank you. Uh, great young man. So proud that we have him. Uh, great parents. And uh, we want him to get bigger. I'll stop Hey, stop the balls. Stop the drill. I'm having a press conference.
0: Thank you. We had to fix the line of scrimmage. went all the way to Michigan.
4: They've
5: earned everything they got. And when I have to turn on the TV and people bring up
2: that word, and they try to casually throw the word out there like you do, but it's still the word. It shouldn't even be in the conversation. That's how they feel about it. That's how I feel about it. We're
8: coming.
3: We're coming. And we ain't backing
8: down. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, because we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot.
2: I'm coming in. Two teams. And
7: Thumpson's going to make it 29 in a row and head off to the city of New Orleans to take on LSU for a championship. Two ah. The Clemson Tigers, champions of the ACC. SEC
6: champions. The Tigers of LSU here in 2019. I Two coaches.
2: coaches. Go, Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Only one can truly call themselves the Tigers from death, Valley, Clemson, here in Death Valley, Clemson, South Carolina, LSU, ladies and
7: gentlemen, it's Saturday night in Death Valley, and here
2: come your
3: Fighting Tigers of LSU.
2: Tonight in New Orleans, the College Football
6: Championship.
2: So we come back after that, and I'm thinking, yeah, all right, getting ready for the national championship game. And Hawk and Crowder are just like, oh, my God. i was like, well, they did apparently not like Solana's voice work. They said, wow, that really, really got me hyped up for the game. So they really just crucified Solana. He's my voice guy. I'm standing next to him. I like his voice. Hawk and Crowder don't. They may have laughed a lot about it. But, hey, that's what we do in this show. We have fun. That's what we do every day of our lives, it seems like. We have fun. Life is too short not to do that. So have some fun tonight. Love someone tonight. Do all types of great stuff tonight. But we're not done yet. We have some more great stuff to cover. Jimmy Johnson, legend down here in South Florida. Oh, yeah. He's going to the NFL Hall of Fame. That is going to be absolutely wonderful well, very well-deserved, very excited. We still have got some NFL playoffs. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a shortened version of the Best of the Joe Show due to the Canes basketball game. They're going to be up in North Carolina playing NC State. Pre-game going to start at 6.30. Tip-off going to be at 7 o'clock. Thursday night, back with the Best of the Joe Show. 7 o'clock, though, going to be followed up with the Florida Panthers and the LA Kings. Pre-game starts at 7.00. Puck's going to drop it around 7 15 so we're going to have you covered right there. All your sports in one spot right here, 560 The Joe. If you miss any of it, no worries. Once again, any questions, hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, spelled like it sounds, D-A-N-D-A-Y, very simple, radio, R-A-D-I-O. Of course, you can download the podcast at our website, WQAM.com, spelled like it sounds, W-Q-A-M dot C-O-M. Also, radio.com app. I'm not going to spell that one out for you. I've already spelled radio. Or wherever you get your podcast. And wherever that might be, I'm not spelling that. But you can get it for absolutely free. If not, hey, stick around. Just keep listening. Or for sure, come back tomorrow night at around 6 o'clock where we run down some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Thanks for listening. I am Dan Day. One more time. Love someone tonight, have some fun. You are listening to the best of the Joe Show. Later slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and
1: each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You better
0: a here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you
1: switch